morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is I. Welcome back to the Quiet Storm. <laughs> I'll just play just welcome back to the Bridget Podcast. <laughs> hey, look, we've been gone since uh November November something twenty nineteen. We've been gone for a whole year, so you know, we can reintroduce ourselves as whatever we please, I guess at this point. I say we because um just like in last year, this year I'm also joined by my illustrious colleagues, uh Doctor John Loving, PhD and uh Destrian Wells of D Wells Consulting. Um but let's just let's just go around the table real quick, shall we, gentlemen, and uh, reintroduce ourselves to, to our old listeners and new listeners alike. Um we'll start with you, Doctor Loving. What's new with you is what we're gonna call this. Oh, okay. Well I am uh I'm Doctor Loving. I am a uh assistant professor of finance at University of North Texas, Dallas. Um I recently uh in November, actually right around the time of our last podcast, um did uh took the certified financial planning planner exam and passed. So now I'm officially a Jamu Loving uh, PhD CFP. Um, and so I, I wasn't completely, uh, you know, <laughs> wasn't completely lying fallow during the time that we, um, we weren't together. I did get a little bit of productivity in there, but also got a lot of time to spend with, uh, with my wife and my daughter. And, um, you know, so it, it, it's been, it's good to, to talk with you brothers again, um, but it was also um, it was also good to really get um, connected uh, family wise and, and and all of that too. So nice to talk to you. Good to be back. Can't wait to get the discussion going. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. And uh, I have uh, I have duly noted that uh, I no longer refer to you as Doctor Loving PhD. It is also Doctor Loving PhD CFP, and he enjoys listening to BBD and TLC while eating KFC. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. Uh, <laughs> uh, DJ, um, what's yes, new with you? It's your turn in this segment. Hey, listen, man, everything over here is great. You know, um, for those that have listened in the past, Dallas is doing great. He's developing and growing into a phenomenal young man. And uh, I couldn't be more honored to be his father. Um, secondarily, my wife is doing exceptionally well. Her career is going well. Her private practice is going well. I am just fortunate and blessed to be back on the phone with you brothers, and I'm glad that schedules have finally aligned to allow us to do this. I guess the only thing that I would say, simply put, is, you know, this is long overdue. And uh, the, the, the circumstances and events of the world have really made us take a look at ourselves and bring ourselves back together to do what it is we need to do to deliver the content that we need to deliver to the people. So I'm happy to be here, man, and uh, I look forward to the discussion similar to what Dr. Lovin says. Which, what, what, what have you had going on since I came to your daughter's christening? What do you got? Oh, uh, thank you for mentioning that. What's new with me uh, is, like DJ mentioned, uh, the right before New Year's, my mm-hmm. little girl was and my brother Dixon, uh made the journey of Godfather, and I appreciate him for that. So, you know, in our hiatus, our absence, we, you know, like like we all expressed, we, we got 
you know, got more involved with our families. Um, Doc had evening classes and was also working on new certifications and new levels. Um, so we, we know we, we were productive professionally and also personally because um, if you ever listen to any of our past shows from the first season to which I guess this is a continuation of the second season. <laughs> right. Because we kind of just stopped midway through is uh, we had to kind of, I guess, we didn't do it intentionally. We didn't just, you know, after that, after November 15th, drop that episode, they'd be like, we're not coming back until the end of January 2020. It was just no, kind of a thing schedules didn't line this up. This is not power. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was, you know, Doc had the classes. You got to also be a father. You, we also run our businesses and a couple of family things happened here and there. And then you got, you got all of the holidays. Cause right after that was Thanksgiving and Christmas Day, New Year's. And then you got, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. And it's, uh, um, as, as passionate as we are about doing this, we always have, you know, our priorities in check. And that's 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 what happened. So it was no love lost between us. There was no love lost between ourselves and you, our listeners. We appreciate you, and we appreciate you for coming back. Hopefully, um, but you know, life, life, life was life was being lived. Uh, we we appreciate the support as always. Um, but we're gonna continue to do what we uh, set out to do uh, a while ago when we started doing this podcast together, uh, and that's uh, be honest, be real. And uh, try to shed a little bit of light on the different situations and topics and things that we feel are necessary to uplift ourselves, our culture, and our community. Um, and we'll continue doing that here tonight and in uh, subsequent episodes to come. But in true Brethren fashion, we always like to uh, pour ourselves a drink. Um, and so we will go back around once again before we hop into tonight's topics. Uh, Doc, what are you sipping on? So this evening I've got myself a nice uh, fourteen hands cabernet, just uh yeah, lay lay back doing the red wine style, gents. Uh, also known as I probably need to take a trip to the liquor store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the song classic man Jadena comes to mind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Pedestrian, I mean, uh, if they, on, if they don't know, they won't know, but just for Come kicks on, and giggles. As, I, mean, I mean, just just let us know the variety because uh, Hennessy does come in several different, you know, masses, blend, regular, VSOP, yeah. black, white. I mean, yeah. just give us yeah. just give us something. Let us know. Well, you know, you do make a outstanding point, and the, uh, the master's blend has just come back. I, uh, I recently visited local tavern and um they had it there and I, I purchased a batch that I'm gonna save for my uh for my birthday. Uh but tonight tonight we're doing Hennessy Black. We're about to get okay, ready thanks. to Yeah, we're we're we are about to embark on Black History Month. Mm-hmm. So while I do not agree that it should be a month, it should be a legacy, it should be a lifestyle. Black History Month still matters, and I think that um, we need to do everything we can to honor it. So I'm not I'm not saying that alcohol honors it. I'm definitely not saying that at all. <laughs> However, <laughs> hey, 
a perfect, a perfect way to, to blend that in. I'm drinking Hennessy Black because hey, I am hey. black. I'm not going to do that because I don't want to be tied to that forever, but I am absolutely having Henny Black with the understanding of where we are in, in, in terms of our uh, in terms of our calendar. So for, for, for sure, man, um, I'm really looking forward to having a conversation and talking to the people and really engaging with you guys because Hardly, man. I mi- I missed y'all boys, man. You know, we've talked independently, but I missed y'all boys. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> well, before DJ starts crying, um, I I'm I not gonna to do introduce it. my drink because it, my drink my drink is special. If I if I do mm. so, because I, I have gone off so I've gone off my eating path, and thanks to my brother Destrian uh, being able to stop by my, my, my home for for a short period of time, I was drinking Uncle Nearest, and then, of course, when DJ comes into town, there's, uh, there's what people like to refer to as a Henny Palooza. Uh, so there were various bottles of Hennessy uh, brought, brought across my threshold, and one large one was left. Um, and I not being the Henny drinker that I am, that bottle <laughs> is still here at this moment. And because I have no more Uncle Nearest, <laughs> I like Doc Need to hit the liquor store. Invariably. I am drinking Hennessy VSOP. <laughs> right. <He's laughs> because that is what job. is available. Oh, uh, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm drinking, I'm drinking leftover liquor, ladies and gentlemen. You yeah, really, and you I'm really not ashamed of it. He really right. It's good leftover stuff, though. Right, right. He yeah, really bombed it. Right. He really bombed it. Hey, hey, Pete, look, y'all, hey, this train, even you know, I, my wife knows, I, t- I, t- I told her that I was like, uh, I was like, I don't drink Hennessy. I said, the only time I drink Hennessy is yep. when DJ is around because DJ <laughs> is going to bring Hennessy. Doc, I don't know if this is true. <laughs> I'm going to bring it. because, uh, DJ came up here and I said, DJ, I can't take you to my, you know, to my local bar that I normally frequent because they don't have Hennessy. You don't have Hennessy. <laughs> and DJ said, not, I can be here where I But look, I didn't feel right taking him there because I was like, they don't have his natural drink of choice. You know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to feel out of place. But uh, in true Bridger fashion, gentlemen, raise your glasses. Here's to uh, a good conversation. I was being dropped. Lessons being learned and progress being made. Cheers to my right. brother. Cheers. You're here, man. Ah, nothing like the bite of Hennessy. Um, <laughs> but before we before we hop into the topics, we definitely want to give a shout out to uh, Obscurate for uh, providing us with our new intro music. Uh, and I think we're, we're going to go with that being the intro music for the main show. And then the original uh, Brethren sound will have to show. But tonight, because we've been gone for so long, um, and no, you haven't heard us in a while, we're not going to have the normal setup of main show and the after show. This is main show after show-esque uh, episode, if you will. You understand what we said. You know, it's not going to be formal. It's kind of a... You know, just roundtable discussion, us catching up with each other, catching up with you, um, and just kind of taking stock over uh, over our past and, you know, 
how how taking inventory of 2019, taking inventory of 2020 so far, and what we plan to uh, to do as far as impact, our appreciation, and you know our vision, especially in light of uh, recent situations, uh, the tragedy that happened with uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter, and the uh, the other uh, people on the plane, uh, Coach Altobelli and. Um, I, I forgive me because I don't I don't know everybody's names, but I know it was a coach, a baseball coach, his family. Um, that was uh, the coach for Mamba Academy, Kobe Bryant's team that his daughter played on. The the the, the coach, the lady, she was on there, uh, and of course the pilot. Um, but it's kind of you know watching the news and watching different shows and things and seeing that it's kind of one of those things that happen. It it happens. I don't want to say often, but there are seven degrees of separation and things of that nature. People always say it where, you know, something may happen in my life and it reminds me of something and then I have to take stock and take inventory and, you know, pause and, you know, take a look at where I've been, where I am and where I'm going. Um, one of the things about celebrity deaths is that's one of the things where it, every it's it's so visible so then it reminds everybody at the same time. You know, like if something personally happens to me, I can reach out to Destry and uh, Dr. Logan and kind of say, hey, this is what happened. Uh, in my situation, one of it was my grandmother passed right before Christmas. Um, so that that personally happened to me. That had me taking the time to take inventory and say, you know, I need to, you know, be more present with my family and things of that nature. Um, but it didn't personally happen to everyone that I know. Um, but then when something like this happens, it's kind of everybody, it hits us at the same time we all kind of sit back. Because, as you all know, Dr. Loving, uh, DJ, and myself, we're all husbands, we're all fathers. Um, Doc and I are both uh, what people like to call girl dads. Uh, DJ has a young son. Um, but that, you know, but Kobe Bryant was, you know, with his daughter. Um, we all have kids, so we, you know, it, it, it affects us multiple, on multiple fronts, us being husbands, us being fathers, us being black men. Um, so that's kind of where we are with this roundtable discussion. Don't want to make it somber, but we do want to, you know, acknowledge. So I will raise my glass once again for uh, Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and the other passengers on the plane, uh, the, the helicopter. So, yeah, indeed. But, uh, but I'll, I'll kick I'll kick it off with this, um, and Doc, I'll start with you. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as your 2019, um, when we t- when we talk about the word impact, a lot of people uh, tend to look at it in the framework of what did you, like what impact did you have on external things? You know, what impact did Doc have on his student? What impact did Doc have on his community? What did what you know things outside of you? Um, but what I want to ask you, and DJ, I'll also ask you the same question is, what impact did you have on yourself uh, towards the back half of 2019, specifically in the time period of our hiatus? What impact did you have on yourself? Yeah. So, you know, interestingly, that's a, that's a pretty good question. Um, when I think about uh, the year 2019, it was, I think, one of sort of preparation. So, you know, you can you can talk about taking um, tests for uh, financial designations and um, doing things in terms of uh, laying the groundwork for a financial planning program at University of North Texas, um, Dallas. Uh, 
and um, really laying the groundwork for uh, a future, you know, loving on money podcast where we talk about um, talk about financial topics specifically. And so there's been some planning and some some preparation and um, and, and all of the things that you try to do when you're you know really preparing to have a big year and try to do some things. And that's for me, the way that I looked at 2020 was, all right, let me get myself and my mind um, ready, get my, let, get my groundwork ready to do some big things in 2020. Um, and I think that internal preparation is a really big and important part of, uh, of, of trying to, to get ahead going forward. I think a lot of times we fail at doing things and sometimes we're just not as consistent as uh, we need to be because we haven't put ourselves in the place mentally where we say this is going to happen and I'm going to stay dedicated and do all the things necessary to make it happen. And a lot of times that, you know, that work of really envisioning these things and plotting in, plotting them out and, you know, actually taking something from a dream or a vision and breaking it down into a goal and actionable steps. Well, that process takes some time, right? And so um, if you're honest with yourself, then, you, you know, you know, you're going to have to take some time to do those things and then you can execute going forward. And that doesn't mean that you drop all of the other balls and don't do any of the other stuff that you, you know, that you have responsibility for in the meantime. But I think you can do things now with an eye on what it is that you want to do in the future. And I think one of the things that I think upset so many people about the loss of Kobe Bryant is the fact that he was in one major execution phase, man, after even a, a ridiculously great um, basketball career. He was in the phase of movie production and um, working with his charities to such a great degree. And really, most importantly, when I talk about people being more important than things, his execution in terms of fatherhood and being a husband and being in the lives of his kids in a present, um, steady, impactful way was just, you know, that was all, that was all humming. And so even when you have all of those things humming, it's, uh, you know, we don't know how long you're going to be able to do it. And it's funny because you look at some people and it's like, man, they seem to be doing all of these things. And it's like, <laughs> what you rushing for? Well, that's why you're rushing. You never know how long you're going to have, and you never know, you know, when this one little piece of impact that you're going to have on someone's life is going to be the last time you get to view that impact you're having on a on a person's life. So you want to make sure that you are as as intentional, as impactful, as purposeful as you can be, so that you can actually. Um, achieve some of the things that a Kobe Bryant achieved or, or um, you know, do those things in your own life for the people who are around you and matter to you and the folks that you want to have impact on. Man, the fact that uh, people are feeling such great loss because of such great accomplishment and because of what we hoped or the promise of future um, accomplishment. And so, 
you can have that in your own life. You can be inspired by the fact that people have done some great things before you and people that are having an emotional impact on you now, like a Kobe Bryant, can inspire you to say, you know, I'm not going to wait. I'm going to have that same type of Mamba mentality in terms of my approach uh, to life and really get out there and, and make some make some great things happen. But being, you know, being real about what it's going to take to get there and actually focusing on doing the work and not getting, you know, not getting swept up in the accolades that come later, but recognizing that the real gift is in the day-to-day work, the individual people that you work with, the hands that you shake, the eyes that you get to meet face to face and the the impact that you get to have on those people that is the reward on a daily basis and if you're doing the things that you're supposed to do then it'll add up to some really great things over time but it's about being consistent and it's about being intentional beautiful put as always from dr loving and uh we will not gloss over the fact uh that the first utterance of people are more important than things has been uh, said by Dr. Loving and uh, we appreciate him as always for reminding us of that. Uh, that that just real quick before I get to DJ that reminds me I was watching a, a old episode of Living Single that's redundant because obviously they're all old, they're all reruns uh, but Overton was talking to Kyle about something and he, he said his, his uncle, you know he's always giving the southern you know the, the, the country country wisdom quips and he was like people the fact that people are more important than things he says after that and I immediately paused the TV and I rewound it because I was like did he say that and I'm like and I sent it I sent it to Doc and I was like I was like man you 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 all over the place you know this is this simple phrase and it's and you know it really you know embodies what we you know what, what what you just got through saying is that people are more important than things you know um some that some about COVID that I didn't know. You know, I know about his, you know, his back, basketball game. I didn't know he had started a uh, financial investment company called Bryant Stiebel, um, and they've invested in a, a, in a couple of uh, well-known companies as far as helping them grow or uh, things of that nature on the financial side. So that was that was something that I did not know about. Him, you know, so I knew that he had started the. And I think that the, his uh, production company that, that created Deer Basketball falls underneath um, the Bryant Stiebel company. The Bryant, I think it's Bryant Stiebel Group. Stiebel, Stiebel, I'm not sure what it, uh, how to pronounce it. Um, but like Doc said, you know, he had this amazing basketball career. And then outside of this now, you know, in a, in a, in a, with a considerably short period of time, you know, wins an Oscar. Uh, and you, you know, starts a basketball academy and he's championing for, um, you know, different things to happen in the WNBA because he's raising, you know, his daughters to be basketball players and things of that nature. And it's just, uh, you know, one of those things like he's like Dr. Sayways, you know, the, the, the impact is, is, is just now being quantified, if you will, um, for most people. And that's kind of, the way that the human cycle goes is you don't understand or quantify impact until it happens. Just kind of in the sense of an asteroid is coming towards Earth and people know what damage it can do because all of the science 
scientific speculation can say this will hit and this will happen and this will happen, but you don't really know until it hits, and that's when you can quantify the impact that it's truly going to have. It's just like with people, until it's gone, until that void is there, then you, you won't really understand the impact. But, um, Destrian, I'll, I'll bring it to you. Same question that, that, that I asked Doc. Um, you know, we can we can always talk about the, the, the external impact that you have on your, your family, your friends, your community, uh, your coworkers, colleagues, and things of that nature. But what do you think was the most impact you had on yourself? in 2019 and that's that's uh that's a question of reflection i think that um i think that i've grown the most this year in terms of my patience and my uh my attitude around the things that i can or cannot control i think that i have a better handle on what that looks like and what i need to do to be impactful around those things What's up? That's no small thing. Oh, that, oh, 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 that was it. That was it. That, that, that was short and sweet. That's what I'm saying. That was, that but that's no sweet. small thing, man. <laughs> no, it's not. And mastering it, it, that, uh, that. Yeah, oh, mastering yourself is no small feat, man. It's tough, man. You know, I um, <laughs> I struggle with it, but uh, via you gentlemen and. You know the support of uh, a strong supporting cast. I'm getting there. I'm definitely getting there. But uh, this this journey, this journey is an eye-opening one, and I think that is one that um, we need to talk more about and share more about. So I'm glad to have a conversation tonight. Most yeah. definitely. And somebody said. Uh, long time ago um, I'm here for a good time and not a long time mm. and as simple as that phrase is it really does kind of put things in a perspective that most people get away from because you can get caught up in mm -hmm. real life you know even when you have a family and you know you have uh, entertainment available and things of that nature um, life can really get at you you know tragedy can happen, work can happen, and you get so bogged down and you get, you know, you know, even, even, um, always, and we, we've talked about it before, just that kind of I'll sleep when I die mentality. And it's like, but people always refer to it as far as, you know, just work yourself, just work, 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 hustle, 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 grind, grind, grind. And it's like, that ain't really it either. And, you know, you can't be, free as a bird and just, you know, live off the land and love for your, for your whole life. That don't work either. It's really about balance mm -hmm. and, you know, being able to appreciate anybody, every, everything for what it is when it's supposed to be that, if that makes sense to anybody. It's, uh, yeah. You know, I think it, I think it makes a lot to, of sense. You know, appreciate like, and we, we we we've talked we've talked about it before. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that people people have this sort of virtuous um, viewpoint when it comes to work. Like people think of work as uh, and being a hard worker as a virtuous thing. And I think being capable of and executing hard hard work and and staying focused those are all great things. Uh, but man, everything in moderation, even. And I think that, uh, yeah, 
moderation isn't necessarily just about um, the things that are, you know, typically looked at as potentially dangerous, like, you know, alcohol use, <laughs> drugs, or those types of things. Everybody's like, oh, you know, you got to keep everything in moderation. But the issue with something like work or things that are, are typically, you know, at certain points looked at as positive, well, they can be negative when you go overboard and it starts to affect your ability to interact with the folks that you actually love and care about, right? When you start to subvert um, the the whole people uh, people being more important than things. And here, here's what it is. Work is a thing, right? Your job is, is a thing. Your goals are things. And uh, most of the time, if you're doing things right, what you've done is you set up all of these things in a way so that um, they can help you and the people that you love live a happier, um, more productive life. But those same things, you know, the same money, those cars, the work that you're doing, if you become too enamored with those things and you love those things and you put all of your energy into those things and you neglect the people around you, well, you do so at your own peril. Right. Because at the end of the day, you know, they say nobody, uh, you know, there's never I've never seen a, um, a Brinks truck following a Hertz. Right. So all of that work, the, the money, the, the riches, all of that stuff, you can't take that with you. Right. Uh, they, in that movie Ghost, they say all that's left is the love. I don't know if you remember at the end of the movie. Uh, spoiler alert. I guess I should have said spoiler alert for a movie from, you know, <laughs> the 80s, right? But, you know, he's, the Sam's like in that same red shirt that we saw me in the whole movie is like all that's left is the love, right? And at the end of the day, all this stuff that we're doing, the root of it or at the root of it ought to be the love that we have for one another right and even some of the things that we do yeah man we enjoy and we love doing those things we we really had we really enjoy that time but man the people who are around us that irreplaceable spirit that dwells within each of us that ought to be what fuels us right and that ought to be um it, that ought to be at the top of the pyramid when we're thinking about our priorities, right? We ought to be thinking about how we uh, impact one another and how you can really be a blessing to the people that you love and care about. And so when all you do is work or when, you know, you can't have a conversation without looking at your phone. And I struggle with this myself. I'm preaching to me as much as I'm preaching to anybody else, right? Is you you got to be able to extricate yourself from things that are important that might be looked at from the outside as um, as positive things that you're doing that at work and make sure that you tune in within yourself and then you tune um, in to the people who are important to you, that you listen to them, that y'all have authentic conversations, that you express love to one another and you do those things um in a way where you're not distracted by the other work. And so they can feel they have their time. And then the cool thing is if you're doing that right and you're having, you know, you're scheduling and putting yourself in a position where you're organized, then what you can have is pure focus on your work when it's time to work. 
and then pure focus on your family and your loved ones during those times when it, that that are dedicated to them and you can you can live a life of balance and you'll see so many people that just seem so happy and at peace and a lot of times that's it they just figured out how to get that balance in their life where the people around them are at peace and they feel at peace, but they're also productive and getting things done. There's not a whole bunch of calamity and, and messiness around their finances because they're not buying things to sabotage their financial life because they're not just driven by, uh, you know, by, by wants that pop up and, um, in momentary things. They're a lot more steady because they're focused on things that are longer term and things that are more important. And when you can get there with yourself and your life and you and you have a partner that has a similar sort of mindset, man, y'all can do some special things. But the most special thing that y'all can do is love one another. Gee whiz, man. I got to get Doc on the stage somewhere to talk to people. Wait a minute, you already <laughs> doing that. <no> <laughs> uh, pedestrian, uh, let me give you something so you go ahead and get your get your speeches out too. You know, I'm just here. I'm just here, ladies and gentlemen. I always say I'm I'm just here to let these two gentlemen just just spew out all of the knowledge that they possibly can. And I'm just here to listen. You know, this, this is a setup for myself to uh to, to boost me to higher planes just by listening to these gentlemen. But Deshreen, I got a question for you. <clears throat> Man, I do a great job at this. I'm going to go ahead and toot my horn. I'm one hell of a moderator, and y'all don't have to tell me that. I'll tell myself. <laughs> Here's a question. Watch this question, y'all. Destrian, what is the one thing, one thing that you refuse, refused past tense to bring into 2020? Uh, for me, it's really complacency. You know, um, I had this conversation with you guys, I've had this conversation at my house, but I uh, I read a uh, I read an article recently. Complacency is the thing because complacency really does kill. And the uh, the article that I read said, "Stop being patient." And I know that that's something that goes against a lot of the things that uh, people want to hear, but it said that in ten years. If you stop being patient and demand today what it is would take you 10 years to do, you may not get it, but you would be a lot further along in the process. And I think we really have to be thoughtful around what it is we can demand today. So one of the things that I kind of cut out was the complacency. And I don't, I don't want to sit idle and be complacency, complacent. I'm sorry. I want to demand today what I should and could have today and then understand if I don't have it, what should I be doing to get it? So really short and simple for me. Yeah. Wonderfully put, wonderfully put. Doc, um, mm-hmm. Same, same, same question. What is the one thing that you refused to bring into 2020? I'm going to, you know what? And I don't know that I ever really had that much um, of this, but I'm really going to make sure for this year that I focus 
on um, giving people uh, the benefit of the doubt and, and some space. And here's what I'm talking about. Like right now, everybody is, um, you know, we had the start of a new year. We've had, uh, you know, a, a tragedy, I think, in the eyes of most people in terms of uh, the death of, of Kobe, Kobe Bryant. And but but what's going to dominate the lion's share of this year up until November is an election and an, an election that um, has we have some some real deep divides in this country in terms of where we see it going in the future. And these divides, uh, these divisions that we have between people have resulted, I think, in a lot of a lot of bitterness, man. Uh, there are a lot of people who are extremely angry on both sides, huh? Uh, like that. That was presidential, wasn't it? No, but <laughs> really, is there's angry, definitely angry people on both sides. And my goal is to recognize that most most of the people that we are going to interact with, that we're talking about out there, are well-meaning people, right? Some of them are scared. Some of them are angry for whatever reason. A lot of times that anger that you see exhibited is based on some kind of fear. And what I'm going to try to do is give people space and 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 not be so judgmental, not be quick to cut people off or cut them out, but try to be patient with them and work with folks where they are and talk with them about the decisions that they're making and maybe some of the decisions that I'm making and why, right? Rather than, uh, rather than being dismissive. And I, and I hope that uh, I won't be the only person doing this because I feel like that is going to be what will take us, um, further forward now and it's tough because some of the divisions honestly when when you look at them is you know the reason that they're so hard fought in terms of differences we have is that there are people who are saying that um by virtue of the decisions that they make that some people's humanity or some people's right to freedom or some people's right to free movement through the country all these things you know they're not as important um for some as they are for others. And I feel like those are those those types of issues, equal protection under the law, equal freedom, those types of things will always elicit very um emotional charged responses, right? Um but the charged response doesn't have to immediately escalate to anger, hatred, and then cutting people out of your lives. Maybe if people will actually extend um, just a few more steps of empathy towards another person and have some real discussion with them, and, and I mean this from both sides, then maybe you'll have some people who will either, you know, will change and soften positions. You look at like <laughs> um, Ellen DeGeneres, who was run off of television and um in the 90s because she was a gay woman and then now she's one of the most loved people on television right things change ideas change people will soften and change with exposure to one another right it's easy to hate someone when you don't know anything about that person it's easy to uh say all people who are who are gay 
are this way and I can't stand them until you meet one and have to spend some time with a with that person. And then you realize they're human just like you. And they have thoughts and feelings and, and people who love them just like you. And they want the best for their families and themselves just like you. And it's really difficult once that happens for you to, to push against them unless you are a person who has a lot of hate in your heart, it's, it's, it's tough for you to, to, to treat that person in a way that's less than human. And hopefully if you can get enough of that going, you'll have some people who can really make some impactful changes on, on one another. And maybe we can change the way in which, um, which we as a people relate to our government, which is supposed to be, you know, uh, reflective of us. And maybe we can start to move forward um, in a more unified way. Okay, so that that's my pledge is to try to 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 try to give people um, the space and, and room to um, to express uh, the the feelings of that they're having, but then also, you know, give myself the room to to to, to help in, in a way that I think is is a little bit more gentle than I may have in the past. I'll just say my. Uh... My thing that I don't, that I won't, that I haven't brought into 2020 is stagnation. Although I will admit that this first month of the new, uh, the new year, that just triggered another thought. That's why I had a long pause, and I'll bring that up next. It's completely off topic, but I, I'm interested to hear you two's opinion on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, stagnation and, you know, in, in my typical fashion, I do want to, you know, I always like to educate a little bit. So I'll give you the definition of stagnation just in case for those of you who, you know, you know what it is, but you don't know what it is. It's the state of not flowing or moving, lack of activity, growth or development. Um, but I also want to give uh, myself, continue to give myself more um, grace and mercy, uh, more so. Uh, grace and also for others just extending uh, grace to, towards myself to where if I shoot for a goal and I don't quite make that goal but I fall slightly short of it I still have to give myself the grace to acknowledge the accomplishment and appreciate the effort that I did mm-hmm. to get to where I was trying to go uh, step back evaluate what could have been better and not necessarily always going back to say what went wrong, but looking at situations and saying what could have been improved to create better results. Because, you know, I've always said, shoot for the stars and you'll land in the clouds. I didn't, you know, I didn't make that up. Plenty of people have said it before, but shoot for the, shoot for the stars. And if if you don't make it, you still land in the clouds or you, you higher up. So, you know, just because I don't quite make the goals that I set, Mm -hmm long as I'm making progress and I'm not being stagnant, I got to give myself the grace to accept and appreciate the progress that was made. So, you know, that's, that's a big thing that I'm doing for myself because I, and I'm not alone. I know I'm not alone. It's, you know, especially when people, you know, a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, uh, the, the depression and anxiety that entrepreneurs face because of, uh, the pressure of not performing, mm-hmm. you know, especially for those entrepreneurs who that is their sole 
uh, line of income. I still have a nine to five job, which I'm fortunate. My job ain't really even a nine to five. It's more like a ten to three ish. You know, I'm I'm I I know that I'm blessed to have such a flexible you know uh, work place. Um, but for those who aren't in that position and their you know their entrepreneurial journey is their sole line of income and having to deal with that pressure and not succumbing to that pressure and also uh, kind of falling under that pressure and like not giving themselves that grace that I speak of, you know, where mm-hmm. I don't have time to be depressed or let my anxiety kick in because I'm relying on this, you know, just letting life, just the pressure just constantly build and not even giving yourself time to address those emotional concerns, those personal concerns, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I, you know, I don't want, I want to be more cognizant and more aware of my triggers that, you know, can take me to those places. And I want the same thing for others mm-hmm. in my position and, you know, similar positions of just give yourself more grace and not, you know, not just waiting till the pressure meter hits that red level, and now you're like, all right, we got to open a valve and release. You know, just kind of, you know, pointing things out before they get there and handling them, taking the time to handle it. Like, this day could be going hectic as I don't know what, but if I know that it's going to, you know, take me to a place, let me let me actively and, you know, effectively sit aside 10 minutes of put my phone down, turn everything off. Don't look at my computer. Don't turn on the TV. Quiet time, you know, just reflect, think, calm down, whatever that is, you know, it don't, you know, don't have to be that for me. You know, sometimes you go take a little medicine, you know, but medicine <laughs> is the way of the world, you know, feeling like doc said, moderation, you know, maybe that is going to just take a break, walk to the bar, your local neighborhood parties, you know, in your new gentrified community and go have yourself a shot or a beer and, you know, and don't watch the news, watch something uplifting, you know, just go, hey, let, let me take a break. Let me go watch a episode of whatever my favorite show is on, on demand or on Netflix, like taking that time, actively setting aside time for self-care is a major, you know, a, a major thing. Um, that I think, and it is becoming more prevalent in the conversation. Um, yeah. you know what it was awesome. I was gonna say it's go awesome ahead. that men can talk about that, right? Because that wasn't the work. The work hard conversation is something I think that especially traditionally men would have had, right? But in terms of taking care of yourself physically, man, you hear people talk about being able to do some push ups and pull ups and that type of stuff. But you didn't hear uh, men talking positively about taking time to decompress. You know, those brothers, a lot of them, and I do yoga at least, a, you know, three or four times a week now, man. I've noticed that my, like, my whole, my whole everything feels a lot more comfortable. My body feels more fluid, but my mood feels better. My, uh, my emotional um, steadiness feels better. Everything feels a little bit better just because I've taken that time not only to um, to uh, nurture myself physically, but also mentally, right, and spiritually, and even emotionally in those types of, of moments because you've taken the time for yourself. 
And I think, um, you know, that's that's an important thing to um, to focus on if you have, especially if you've never done it. Right. I think it can be it can really change how well you actually are able to focus on those things that you that you have as goals as an entrepreneur. And it may actually increase the likelihood of you being successful because now, you know, you're not worn down. And so when it is time for you to focus on those goals and those things that you really want to accomplish, you have the energy to do them at the same time. You have everything in perspective and you feel a little bit better and you move a little bit better and you walk a little bit better. Like all of the things that make your life more quality uh, because they hit sort of to the, um, to what it is that makes you, you man, those things, those things make it life better, whether you hitting your goals or not. (laughs) So, so no matter what it is, whether it's needing uh, needing exercise, needing a little bit of flexibility, maybe needing some sleep, right? Sometimes that's what you need to uh, to get yourself to uh, the way you need to be, right? All of those things and recognizing it and um, giving yourself the space to to do all those things and provide that. Um, uh, provide for your 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 physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual needs, man. That that's what life is about. So, most definitely. Um, but yeah, and, and and like you said, that it's it's yeah. I hate to use the word phenomenon, but you know it it is kind of this thing now where you know you know, therapy and talking yeah. about mental health is trendy now. It's it's mm-hmm. it's no longer taboo. Especially now in in our community and as black men, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, especially in our in our in our culture, in our community, just mental health in general is kind of just like, oh, everybody is labeled as crazy, you know. Sure. And but now the education part comes along with it, where now people are having accurate, and then you know now there are more accurate diagnoses because you know not even just in our community, just in general in you know, there were, there are a lot of misdiagnoses. Like all the kids are labeled as ADHD and it's like, mm, no, all of them ain't, you know, hyper, you know, right. some of them just, you know, just stuff, things, you know, you yeah. can't just slap a, slap, slap the same stick on everybody. It's like one size fits all. It's like, no, every, every kid that, you know, want to run an extra hour, don't make them hyper and you got to give them Ritalin, but, but you know, right now that, you know, now those conversations evolve and, you know, and time, you know, with time, things do change and things can change. Uh, but just being able to kind of step away from that thing, and that, and even myself, um, I, you know, with this this with the entrepreneurial journey of mine, I officially mm-hmm. like to say I started in 2013, and it was crazy because I was looking back through some old emails and uh, and some old files, and I actually started in 2012 mm-hmm. and didn't realize it i you know i it was some you know it was it was kind of like this fruition was coming to place and i started you know talking a certain way and you know and i was looking at things from 2012 i was like i said that then i was like i thought that was you know 2013 and then 2013 was when i kind of i guess made this formal declaration of this is what i'm doing mm-hmm. so that's why that you know that's why i always look at that um, but then, you know, just now get to that point where I can 
think and look at like it's 2020 now. Mm-hmm. And if I go by my my timeline of 2017, I mean 2013, this is seven years of this journey. And um, and I always tell people is as long like you know a lot of people you know when you set your goals, you set your goals, and if you don't reach your goals, you think you failed. But it's like okay, if I look at what I was doing and where I started from in 2013 to where I am currently in, at the beginning of 2020. I've made progress. I've made significant progress. Right. And I have to acknowledge and appreciate that with the same fervor that I would as if I had superseded my goals beyond my expectations, beyond my wildest dreams. I still need to acknowledge it, you know, with the same uh with the same emotions that I would, you know, cuz it's still an accomplishment. Oh yeah. Accomplishments were still made. Progress was still made. I was not stagnant. Have I hit small stagnant periods? Yes. I can go through an entire day where I feel, you know, a certain way and I'm just not up to it. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. DJ mentioned, DJ had to step away, but DJ mentioned um, offline, you know, with the whole thing that, you know, with with the whole uh, Kobe situation, it's, you know, we were, we're all fathers. We're all, you know, businessmen and things of that nature. So, you know, when things of this nature happen, like we like we said, you take inventory, you kind of pause, and sometimes it gets to you. And DJ just say, you know, he didn't feel like going to work today. It was just one of you know, just kind of you kind of got to hit the pause button on the game sometime. You know, especially when when it comes to work and just not letting that that overpower life. You know, you just kind of got to take a step back and be like, oh, okay, you know, moderation. I've had way too much work. I haven't been able to take inventory of what's going good for me right now because it's easy to put your nose to the, to, to the grinder and just be like, grind, 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 grind. And then you mm. look up and you don't even know what day it is. Uh, yeah. You know, progress is made. Um, it's, you know, for men, it's not easy you know, like, for us like to. A, I, I forget. It was a cartoon or something. Go ahead, yeah. No, I was gonna say for men, it's not easy for us to admit that we get overwhelmed sometimes, but we do. You know what I mean? We do. We get over. We get overwhelmed. We get. You know what I mean? We 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 get emotionally overcome sometimes as well. You know that we need I, that we need mental health days too. And and it's I think I take them. The, I take them. My, yeah. my last official mental health day that I took, like I I explicitly told my boss. Um, she was like, "What you taking off for you? You know, what's what, everything else like?" I was like, "No, it's just a mental health day." She was like, "I'm so proud of you." She was like, "I'm happy for you." She was like, "What are you gonna do?" And um, I went to the PGA Championship practice round. This was oh, nice! Last year, uh, yeah. I think I, I, I told y'all, but I, mm-hmm. I just went out, went out, you know, went out to the practice round. The, part, the only part that pissed me off though was that that was the day that Tiger decided that he was not, he didn't practice. No. He played in tournament. That was the, that was the tournament. <laughs> That, that was the PJ Chevy. He got a uh, he got eliminated. Okay. Um, yeah. But he didn't he didn't practice. It was the last day, and I strategically picked it was the last day of practice before the tournament. So I said, Mm-hmm. Tiger's got to practice, you know. Yeah. Right. And that was when he the whole back his back issue was kind of flaring up again, and he decided last minute not to come to practice. He he, he needed his I own personal day because I. You know, it was, <laughs> 
Right. I, 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 but I, I wasn't even thinking about that. But in terms of yeah. my mental health, yeah. I did not go to work at all that day. I did not check my emails at all that day. I walked. I walked. I, I, I walked maybe five miles on the golf course, just walking. You know, going to see all of everybody else play. I saw. I saw literally every top. I saw the top twenty-five golfers in the world that day. Mm-hmm. You know. Walking to John, John Daly, Ricky Fowler, Brooks Kopka, you know everybody was there. Phil Mickelson, everybody was there. The only person that wasn't there was Tiger. I I came to see Tiger, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but you know I just at the end of the day I you know I was I was I was refreshed and it was like a reset and you know we like you said we we we're in a place now where it's okay to talk about it luckily you know what i'm saying I, I always tell people i'm blessed to have people around me where i can really you know have those conversations i i have several you know people in my circle including you and dj where i can you know i don't feel like there's a part of a conversation where i have to be like you know what i can't really you know i can't really talk about being depressed around doc because you know doc gonna be like you know he gonna he gonna he gonna joke on me and then no, no no i can i can openly and honestly have conversation with you know with my with my circle to where we can run the gambit of emotions and be honest and say you know what look man i've had a hell of a week at work and i'm just at my end right now you know mm-hmm. and that doesn't necessarily mean that you know you got to talk me off a ledge but you know we all are equipped to be able to at least say, you know what, man, you know what I'm saying? What you want you talk about it, you know, let's, you know, I feel you, you know, I understand you, let's, you know, let's run it down. And me personally, mm-hmm. because I've, I've, I've had that in place for a while now, it helps me to, cause I, you know, I, I, I don't go to formal therapy. I've learned, I've personally learned my triggers and things of that nature to where, you know, if I find myself into a, a, a zone or a mood, I, 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 I cognitively hit a pause button on it. It's, it's kind of weird. Like my mind works differently and I, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one, but like I can get into like this depression state or mm-hmm. hitting there and I'll pause and say, okay, what triggered me to get into this thought process? Because it's all thoughts, and you know, in reality, it's like I'm I'm on this you know depressive thought pattern. How did I start? And I'll trace it back, and I'll rationalize it, kind of you know use logic and things of that nature. But um, but I also still have that freedom too, and that, that comes from being able to just be to talk it out. Because I mean, when you when you think about it, even with, with formal therapy and my friends who go to therapy, you know, it's, it's you're just talking to somebody with an unbiased view of things. To where you you know that they're not judging you because you can have a conversation with people and tell them about certain things and it's they you know they not gonna see where you coming from because that's just not their thought pattern pattern um, but you know like I said I'm blessed to have a circle to where we can have open and honest conversations with each other about the gambit of of, of life you know just yeah. from from top to bottom how things go down how things happen you know from 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 marriage, marriage to to parenting to work to entrepreneur to just you know being black and dealing with you know this sector of life and being black and dealing with that sector of life you know HBCU just everything there's, there's, there it runs the gambit um, so that is one of those those things that that part of that inventory where you know 
coming into 2020, I make sure that that's polished and on the front shelf in my inventory closet is, you know, having a, having a strong circle and, um, having a, having a, uh, a somewhat organized thought process when it comes to certain things. Cause I, you know, it is still, I, I still have that mad scientist mind to where mm-hmm. I can have a thousand ideas at any given time. And I want to do all 1000 of them at the same time. But when it comes to, you know, taking stock and inventory on my, my mental, you know, mm-hmm. my mental, that's where, you know, that's at the top where it's like, okay, I'll, I'll, this takes priority over everything because you know it's it's just like you know your mind is a machine. What you put in it, what you what you what you take out of it, and the things that you got to take care of is it. just like a car engine. You know you can't you can't just put gas in the car for everything is going wrong. You got to get an oil change, tune up, keep it clean, things of that nature. And that's the same thing I got to do with my mind. Um, yeah, it reminds you know, me of something just, that's, that's that's the bulk of. It reminds me of some a great philosopher named Marshawn Lynch said about uh, young Africans taking care of your chicken and your mental and your oh, body. Because some of us ain't here. See, we didn't we missed that quote and putting that into us. There's so much that's happened since the last hey. time that we talked. But but the great Marshawn Lynch, man, I'm talking about a brother who just lays it all down together in one efficient sentence, right? It's like, look, man, you gotta take care of your mind, man. You gotta you gotta give yourself the time. He 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 had his money in a position where he didn't even have to come back to football. He just chose to when he felt like it and he had took care of his body to where he could come back when he felt like it. But the funny thing is that quote that they um that comes from a question that they asked him and the question was, Are you gonna come back next year? And you can see his wheels turning and he's like, you know, he was he wasn't ready to answer whether or not he was gonna come back next year, but he answered it in a way where you know the decision is his. If you know, he doesn't have to come back. He doesn't need the money, right? But yeah, he's yeah, in a position I, where I, if he chooses to come back, he can really took the he, time. Yeah, man. So he did all of the stuff that he needs to do because he's exactly. taking care of all of those elements. So that he can live his life the way he wants to, and that's he wants to. And he said, "You like, you know, on the other side, retirement is sweet when you do what you want, you know." So he's just he is actively deciding between two positive situations: a retirement, which is good for him, right, because he can do what he wants to do, or maybe playing another year in the league, which he also uh, seems to love to do. And he can weigh the pros and the cons himself because he's done the work internally and he's done the work externally in terms of saving the money and putting himself in the right type of financial position where he gets some, he gets to he gets to make the decision. It's a wonderful thing, man. So um I uh I applaud your efforts to do to do all of those things and to guard over your mentals and your body and your chicken. Shoot, all that. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm glad you brought that up because, like you said, I, I they asked Marshawn a very specific question, and he was like, "You know what? I'm not doing what y'all want me to do. Right. I'm about to take this time to really send a message." It like he really, he really gave answers that had nothing to do with him. He really yeah. took this time. He was like, they asked him, like you said, they asked him about him, like, "What are you gonna do?" And he said. You know what I you know you know what I would do right now though? I would like to send a message to the young ones and say right. 
take care of your mind, your body, and your soul. And you yeah, money. man. <laughs> That's really what it is. Take yeah. care of your chickens. Take care of your yeah. mental. <laughs> you know, with that with that really bonic talk, but it was yeah. it was beautiful because it was almost like he spoke a language that and I and I and I I want to see some of the I I I didn't go look it up because I watched him say it, but you know I want mm-hmm. to look at some of the articles from the you know from the the, the the quote unquote respected news sources to be like where they quote him and say he. Uh, Marshawn said, "Take care of your chickens," and then explain <laughs> what chickens is <laughs> to those who don't know what that is. You know, <laughs> man, that universe universally. I would say from the stuff that I read, it was warmly embraced. But you know, he did answer that question. He gonna do what he wanna do. That that's the point. Is like I, you know, it doesn't matter. I don't have to tell you anything, and I don't have to make a decision today. I don't have to tell you anything at all. But I do want to tell folks this: the reason that I'm in a position where I get to make the decision is because I did. You know, I took care of my mind. I took care of my body. I took care of my money, and I'm in a place where, you know, every day that I get up to play football is a choice. And every day that I get up, you know, what a wonderful thing on any task that you're doing, any work that you have where you are deciding, hey, I'm going in and I'm doing this because this is what I I want to do today. And that's not something we can all say every day, right? But but to get to to that place, man, come on, that's a I think that's that's what we call hashtag goals right there, man. So, you know, you you do what you need to do to uh to to stay at it so you can do those things, but I think having those um those self-preservation um habits where you're taking care of your you're taking care of your body, you're taking care of your mind. If you need a um a, a day to decompress, you're doing that. This world is a stressful world. Information is all around us all the time and sometimes unplugging is necessary for you to just uh to to just decompress and be, right? And so if uh if you never give yourself that time and you never give yourself that you know permission to feel things you're just gonna it's like winding a spring you're just getting tighter and tighter and tighter and eventually you're gonna pop right and and it can be in, in terms of negatively you know negative treatment of the people who are closest to you that's usually who ends up suffering you know for the for the brothers who don't want to have an outlet or don't express emotions well we end up treating the women in our lives like trash and they don't deserve that, you know, and you don't, as a person, deserve to feel the way you feel when you treat other people badly because you feel like trash too. All right. So if you taking care of yourself in the beginning, if you actually would feel your emotions and, and, and understand your feelings and come to terms with those things and then move in ways that are going to be productive for you instead of neck trying to swallow emotions and then negatively reacting to them and doing violent, foolish, or harmful things to yourself or people that you love or sabotaging relationships or sabotaging your own finances. Man, there's so much that we do that hurts ourselves and the people around us just based on unresolved issues in terms of, you know, how we grew up or how we feel in certain situations. 
right? And we allow these things to dictate our behavior because we've been so uncomfortable with with the feelings that you, you know, you drink yourself into a stupor, you sleep with people you had no business sleeping with, or you cuss folk out that you had no business uh, talking to in a certain type of way, or you mm-hmm. do violent things, or you do all sorts of self-destructive behavior that if you're honest with yourself and you take care of yourself um, and you make time for yourself, um, and sometimes if you get the professional help that you need, because sometimes that's a that's a necessary component, man, that things become a lot simpler and a lot happier and a lot smoother going forward. And you'll find that people actually want to spend time with you. They actually enjoy being around you because uh, you enjoy being around yourself. You're comfortable in your own skin and people people are cool with that. And then there may be some people who are not cool with the new comfortable you. And those are the people who like the chaos and they encourage all of the erratic behavior and, you know, and helped you do the foolish things that were destructive to you and destructive relationships around you. And those people, I would encourage you to create as much space as you can <laughs> between yourself and them. <laughs> There's some folks that, you know, the cure for the ills that they bring you is space. You need that. You need to get away from them. So. And with that, I'll say that's a, a great note to end on. Um, <laughs> and to close out with, is because this 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 conversation was a, a great round. I, I really like this was a real round table discussion. <laughs> we started off and we ended where we did not know we would end, but it's where we were supposed to end. Uh-huh. But yeah, we just wanted to come back into the year uh, solid. I'll say that we we wanted to come back solid. Um, and I think we've done a a decent job of um, solidifying our stance, our positions on uh, different different uh, topics and points of views in our lives, personally and professionally. Um, so, just the challenge to you all, as always, is uh, ask yourselves the same questions that we asked ourselves. Uh, find out what your greatest impact on yourself was. You know, don't try to quantify your impact on others just yet. We know it doesn't, you know, we don't always see it until the void is there of the person not being there. But try to find out what's your biggest impact on yourself uh, was in 2019. And uh, then find out what's the thing that you chose not to bring into 2020. And then lay out your, your 2020 vision. We kind of, you know, vaguely laid out our own. We don't want to get too personal and let y'all know our plans because, you know, they always say move in silence, you know. So we want to we want to be hip and move in silence. We're going to tell you everything we're doing. Uh, but congratulations to everybody. Uh, Doc, get back to CFP uh, for all of our emotional, professional growth. We uh, we congratulate each other. We congratulate you, our listeners. We appreciate you, our listeners, for all that you uh, that you do and are doing. Um, don't be stagnant. Just take inventory of the things that you have. Appreciate the things that you have and organize them in the correct ways. Um, but always remember to take 
the time and give yourself grace uh, in your positions, uh, in your uh, professions, in your personal life. Give yourself the grace. Uh, acknowledge your progress, whether it be a little bit or a lot. Acknowledge it and appreciate it because it is progress. Just as long as you're not stagnant, you're, you're, you're doing good, you know, uh, especially for the times that we're in. Um, just like we said and like we stated, you do not know when the shot clock gonna go off. That's so, right. With that being said, it's been it's been real from us uh, at the Bretton Podcast. Uh, I always thank my brothers and my co-hosts, Doctor John Loving, PhD, CFP, <laughs> uh, and uh, Destrian Wells of Destrian Wells Consultant. Destrian, I had to step away because life. Uh, called he is a father and a husband so that uh, that takes precedence over everything and make sure that you have your priorities in order people always say that you hear it all the time but really make sure you got your priorities in order are you you know overworking yourself afraid to take days off you know because of you know the perception of what it is you got PTO for a reason don't you know don't don't fall into that guilt trap if you in that kind of situation I pray for you pray for yourself I hope that you find something better because that is nowhere to be. If you in a situation where you at a place of business that, you know, you intimidated to not take time for yourself and your family, that ain't that I'm going to tell you right now, that ain't for you. I know that there are life circumstances and things of that nature, but that situation got to, got to cease and desist as soon as it can. And that is my prayer for you. Uh, but that's going to do it for us here at the Bridgman Podcast. Y'all be sure to follow us on all our social media. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Bridgman Podcast, B-R-E-A-D-R-E-N, Bridgman Pod, P-O-D, and that's bread, like bread, because we always talk about our bread and we always getting bread. And you can also follow us on Facebook, Bridgman Podcast Series. This Bridgman spelled the same way I just spelled it podcast like they've been spelling it, a series like they've been spelling it. <laughs> um, that's going to do it for us. I, I can catch Dr. John Loving on uh, social media, Dr. John Loving, A-J-A-M-U-L-O-V-I-N-G. Yes, it's spelled loving like loving all over. <laughs> but yeah. Because um, that's what we do. We love y'all, man. Um, and you can also check him out at uh, ajamuloving.com you can check uh, Destrian Wills at Destrian Wills Consulting at dwillsconsulting.com you can find me at uh, mmbbgw.com Instagram is at 248 that's the number 2, the number 4, the number 8 mmbb uh, on Instagram and Facebook um, but yeah, follow us like us, support us, tell a friend to tell a friend to listen to the Brethren Podcast because we like to think that we're talking about something good over here it's not a bunch of bull. It's a bunch of full fulfillment. It's a play on words. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we love y'all and <laughs> good day. <laughs>